420 podcast number 19. Mm-hmm. We're starting to get a catalog of these things. Yeah. Uh, right. Inventory. They're mm-hmm. going to be up soon. Some pieces. Something. Mm-hmm. It's coming. Yeah, we're making we keep it happen. saying it. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, a lot of things going. They're coming together. It just seems like, um, you know, new things keep rolling in where it's like, oh, got to juggle this shit mm. and get it going. Let's mm-hmm. get it out there. Swamp Boys yep. and Mac. Oh, my goodness. Swamp Boys. <laughs> this is going to be a fun one. Yeah, so we're going to see how this rolls. Is that new? These are new. Uh-huh, okay. um, now, they've been around for a while, I think, but... Um, Swamp Boys from Florida? Yeah, from Florida. <laughs> buddy of mine um, passed it off my way, and uh, I lost it, though. I didn't mm. clone it. Mm. So I did keep the Mac. The Mac is nice. Mm. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Anything... You want to keep, you have to clone every cycle. Yeah, you, you got to clone right? or keep a mom of it. There's or no way to just like... But even keeping a mom of it, that's still... Yeah, how long does a mom up? last? How long? A while. The thing is, a, a mom can get diseased and, you um, know, just get... But it can last like years? If you keep it in the right, right environment, okay. for sure. Um, huh. There is something called tissue sampling where they... Or tissue cultures where they hmm. keep... You know, like I guess, like a oh, slice. like frozen or something. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. interesting. And, uh, yeah, that is very interesting. That's getting pretty, but like scientific. scientific. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's out of my realm. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I heard it was actually not as difficult as it sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, somebody was explaining the process. I mean, you know, there's a little gear. I guess you got to have the type of chamber or whatever. You mm. know, like mm. almost like a cigar humidor kind of. Hmm. thing I don't right. know but um, something Untamed. that keeps it the right yeah. pressure yeah, and how the would right you, humidity how would you turn it into a plant yeah. it just yeah, I mean, so I mean I'm sure there's going to be some sort of uh, stimulant chemicals that kinda, you would put on it I bet it's like uh, but when it, you put on a, on a root on a branch yeah. to like roots grow root, yeah. Yeah, rooting well, compound right or? so yeah you'd probably uh, put something like that but it's on a petri dish mm. and so it just starts to grow out of the petri dish Huh. Right? Those organs. And just, I guess once it starts to grow, you then you've got that. Dirt. And then, yeah. Uh-huh. Whoa. So you can, so. that's interesting that you can make a plant. I wonder like what part of the plant does it have to be like the trunk or I the. I heard, you know? well, I heard there's specific places that you would prefer to take them kind of like mushrooms when you're getting mm. like, um, you know, the, uh, the spores when you do, well, you can do tissue cultures of it as well is that right yeah okay. and oh. so it's kind of i think that same thing um somebody showed me like where you would want to take it mm. but again i was probably pretty high when i was going mm. through that so i don't remember a whole lot of it. <laughs> um but i think it's a lot like that huh that's pretty crazy that yeah. you could make a whole plant from well, just any piece of and plant. the cool thing with that would be that you could just <clears throat> catalog all sorts of different you know like mm. strains and variations and right. not even you know, because I think the worry for a lot of us here in Colorado is that, well, you can only have so many plants. So you couldn't right? just have like a clone to the side, like, oh, hey, that's just for me to keep that plant. Well, right. You can you can mm-hmm. have a fair amount if they're, um, 
I think under four inches in a pot, under mm-hmm. a, in a four inch pot because that would be a they lot do of work understand. To, mm. Yeah, so you just have to once it goes a little right. bit bigger above that, then you'd have to clip it and clone it and fucking keep doing that. And there's no degradation from like a clone of a clone of a clone. Or I don't think so because huh. it's genetically a clone. speaking, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, I would imagine you might lose some traits if it's just like a mother plant, and then you're. Right, because it's not the same as a clone. Well, you're going to take the clones off the mother plant. Well, no, what I mean like is just reproducing mm-hmm. from a mother plant instead mm-hmm. of cloning from a mother plant, right? Well, you are cloning from that mother plant. No, I know. I'm just comparing the two, though. As far as... Wait, like having like a, a, mo- a, natural, a natural birth of oh, okay. seeds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so... Mm-hmm. Right, because something's going to have to pollinate it, right? Yeah, that's you know, what I'm another, saying, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, then you're going to get all the variations, the mm-hmm. the pheno, you and know, and every... I help people do that, you know, mm-hmm. like pheno hunt and, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, you're going to get a bunch of different variations with that, mm-hmm. but the clone will be the exact replica mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. you know. And then every seed will also be different, but maybe the seeds as a whole share some kind of pattern. They, they share a lot of patterns, but they there's variations within it. Yeah. And then... I guess when you look at it on a large scale, this is the way it was explained to me, is that, so let's say you have like, um, I don't know, a hundred seeds, let's just say that, and you pop a hundred seeds, you're gonna see a lot of variations between mm-hmm. the, the different phenotypes, right? Different characteristics that those different seeds are gonna put out. But when you start to, put that on a quantifiably larger um, scale, you see then way more replication. Of the pattern. You see the pattern more often. Exactly. Because it's on a bigger scale. And so when it's on that smaller scale, it seems like there's a vast number of them. Mm -hmm. Right. But then if you plant a thousand of them. Right. The, then you the, exactly you see a, those there's patterns. more of a pattern yeah so it's pretty cool mm-hmm. man I, i'm really enjoying learning a lot of uh the stuff that i'm learning mm-hmm. um, yeah. about this yeah nice i always no. started no, i always I started start. <laughs> <laughs> well how you do you go the other way or no you got a specific the... end here no nah, yeah i started on the least grassiest end yeah I wonder if we had a filter, then you would have know. to worry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know how to roll one with a filter. I've already explained that. That sounds very limiting. <clears throat> I'm old school. Maybe we should do a teaching podcast. That's where right. Like show how to do it with a filter. You, know? you do it with your hands. Anything. Yeah, that's what I did uh, last time. Okay, yeah. Because when you have the filter, it creates you know a, ba- a starting point of how you want it. To be, just roll the paper. Yeah. I mean, I'm not really old school anymore where I got to roll it by hand. I'll use one of those little rolling machines <laughs> and not feel bad. Just put a filter in it. Just, I guess, and then yeah, put I'm the, the weed next to it. All right. I don't know. I've never tried it with that. But that's how I would try if I were to give it a shot. All right. I'm going to give it a shot next time. Know where I can get a filter? Mm-hmm. All right. I knew a chick that could roll a joint with one hand. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> she could Italians. Just put it, she could just put it in her hand. And then she's like... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Roll it up. Italians yeah. roll cigarettes while they're driving a stick shift. 
in the middle of it's traffic in the uh-huh. city, right. not even on like a uh-huh. long road, you right. know. So stop and go traffic. <laughs> They're just the traffic's crazy out there too. There's no stoplights or anything. Right? Like, there are, <laughs> but yeah, technically or practically, in right. reality, there uh-huh. aren't any. Right. I think it was in Italy. There was this one place that was like, you know, with a circle. What are those things called? A roundabout. A roundabout. But it was like 20 lanes wide. It was like Yeah, insane. and people will honk at you if you don't uh, just jump right. in front, even though there's a right. car coming. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people use their horns a lot more to drive yeah. in other countries than we do. I, th- I feel like there's a lot more strict rules here. Like somehow there's a culture of, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, you've lived out there, you know? <laughs> Um, <laughs> as far as the difference. Yeah, I mean, I think there's, a at least in Italy, in my experience, because I haven't really driven there. I've always been in oh, the right. car. I uh-huh. haven't really driven a whole lot. Right. Um, the roads are way narrow, way more narrow than they yeah. are here. Yeah. And That's why yeah. they got all those like little Fiats and right. yeah, small yeah. cars like uh-huh. that, right? But I feel like they're more aggressive. Nowadays, they have bigger SUVs, and they're also doing the Jeeps and stuff like that. You'll see a Jeep in a super small town. It's funny. Um, Says a lot about who owns it. (laughs) You know it's only certain people who are going to own vehicles like that in smaller towns. But yeah, there's rules. You can get in trouble. Right. I'm not saying there's no rules. I just feel like it's like... It's more of a... You kind of, it's like feeling the room, you know, <laughs> kind of get an idea, just go with whatever. They huh. don't like to wear seatbelts. I was always made fun of for wearing a seatbelt, even if we were going to drive like five minutes. Uh, I said, well, you never know. <laughs> but like, but it's right there. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Do they get up to the same speeds and stuff like that? Is that why? Because you're like, maybe like, oh, we're just commuting in through smaller, quick stop and smaller go cars, closer. Smaller streets, mm-hmm. less what what Speed. is the question? Is that the reason? Why yeah, is that the reason why they don't see seat belts? Because part you know. of it, yeah, but they also don't like to wear seat belts. Yeah, just know. fucking Italians. <laughs> they don't like to be on time. They don't like to wear seat belts. <laughs> now, now, let's not offend all Italians. Make <laughs> pretty good carrot cake, though. <laughs> Some Italians good. will say that's not true. We like to be punctual. It's other people who it's people who are late. <laughs> But, um, yeah, the stereotype is that Southerners are... Southern Italy? Yeah, more lackadaisical. Yeah? Yeah. Hmm. Their siesta time is more important. I mean, they work hard. Yeah, they just... but I'm just saying, siesta time is important. Yeah. I would be down with, if we had a mandatory, not a mandatory, but you know right. what I'm saying, like a agreed-upon like siesta thing, time. Yeah. I don't yeah. think anything should be mandatory, personally. But... No. If that was the norm, I mean, especially if you had a, like a regular job. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that'd be great. I try to bring the siesta into my day oftentimes. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't sleep as much during the day as I did. Um, I used to always take a half hour nap at some point during the day. Hmm. I don't as much anymore, but Mm -hmm. I still like having the ability to do that. Mm. You know, did that help? Like, did you take a half hour nap because? Or is it going this way? Uh, yeah. I'm actually good because you didn't want no, like, because you didn't get. Wait, was good, it? I'm good. Right. Right. Good sleep, or is it just part of like in addition to your minimum hours? 
of nights. Well, a lot of it is. Uh, I mean, if I'm going to be honest here, <laughs> right? You know, like I don't get to bed early. I'm not a super late person, but I'm in that 11, 12. And if I've been training most of the day, because on most days I'm at least on the mats for five or six hours, right? I mean, that's most days at the very least. Um, and I'm always active being on the mats. So like if I only get six hours, yeah, I'm feeling, feeling it a little bit. But it's mostly when I get really high in the morning and a lot of you know my morning clients like to get really high. So then you kind of get that midday yeah. like, oh, maybe I just need a little mm-hmm. chill siesta. Uh, I get tired mm-hmm. like in the middle of the day. There's a point yeah. where I'm like, okay, time to eat some lunch. And then I kind of yeah. chill for a minute and I'm... I don't nap though. Like yeah. I've never because I, I have a hard time waking up. Yeah, I get it. Uh, and then you know for the next hour I'm like You're all trying groggy, to wake up. groggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, one of the things yeah. I do this more out of uh, necessity, um, but it really helped with Aaron kind of going this route, and that was uh, intermittent fasting. Because you know, mm. again, I don't like to eat before I train, mm. and so then my morning to Early afternoon classes typically end around that 11 12 time. And then I try to get home and run my dogs. And, you mm. know, so it's not typically until a little bit later mm. on that I eat. I've heard um, about that because then so you, have, you like have like breakfast. Insulin. Like, do you eat before? You no. just don't eat the entire day? I don't eat the entire day. Oh my goodness. Sometimes I won't even eat if until If I did the that, evening. I would lose weight like this. Bodies adjust That's, too, right? I don't, yeah. I don't, it's always no. been that way though. Like I've, I don't know. Yeah. The only time I've ever gained weight was with antidepressants. Yeah. And that's the only thing that made me gain weight very rapidly without even trying. (laughs) So I don't know. What is your like um, take on antidepressants and most people like, do they gain weight or was that just something that it affected you? Most people that it's even mentioned as a collateral yeah. Thing. Side effect. Yeah. Mm. The side effect of one of the many. Yeah. <laughs> but I also think people who are on hormonal therapies for whatever reason, mm-hmm. um, they gain weight. I notice that over time it's like you can see or at least I've noticed this is my experience. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's true. Uh, but you I can just see th- in their skin, their flesh, it just mm-hmm. looks well, there's like puffy weight, puffy. and then there's like, you know, like it's actual muscle weight. No, right? it's puffy weight yeah. usually. Yeah, <laughs> That's the, puffiness, what I've noticed. the puffiness is rough, and typically, you know, there's a lot of underlying issues. But I wonder that. if also, like, if they were more physically active mm-hmm. while on those, if that would look different. I so think that means, like, what do you mean, like, hormone therapies? Like testosterone and yeah. estrogen? and. Mm-hmm. What do people use those for? I don't know. Multiple yeah. things. I know that. So like women uh, to regulate their cycles sometimes or just birth control. That I've is, heard that that does that. You know, yeah. It, yeah, can, that. it can do mm-hmm. that. There's multiple combinations like progesterone, estrogen, et cetera, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. they do and different kinds of, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. pill cycles. I don't know what to call them. But 
that or transitioning from like one sex to the other mm. i think i've noticed people who have transitioned from female you've, to uh, male. you've known people that mm-hmm. have transitioned and watched the transition happen like yeah. knew them before wow that's interesting is that a is that an interesting like relationship with somebody because obviously when we're all transforming right mm. it's always going to be weird so married person who's mm. getting a divorce is transitioning to a different person, right? Mm-hmm. At, at some degree, mm-hmm. and you always recognize, yeah. right? That, right. That even like, a even like getting a, a haircut, you like afraid what your friends are going to say, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, so yeah. Well, like so it. I didn't really have a very close relationship um, with most of these people I knew, but. Uh, that's usually because they were friends of friends Mm. and so I didn't really get to interact with them as much but I still did get to see them Mm -hmm. over time Mm -hmm. change Um, Hmm. but multiple yeah wow interesting (laughs) have you ever seen anybody change and then have second thoughts once they've gone through a change have you not that I know of yeah but once again Mm -hmm. I haven't really been around um, mm-hmm. these I guess yeah I'd want to know like what they were like beforehand mm-hmm. right and if they seemed happier after well heard... you also have to know them for a long time right because right, right. like what uh-huh. if I met them right before uh-huh. you know, yeah. a year or two before or even less yeah I heard Caitlyn Jenner might run for governor I heard that <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Speaking of which, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be pretty crazy. Would you vote for Caitlyn Jenner, <sighs> Governor? Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how she could be worse though than the current California governor. In California, that's where yeah. she would run. Yeah, hmm. it's um, interesting. Mm-hmm. To, I wonder, like, if the woke crowd, because she's conservative. Right? Okay, that's interesting. So I wonder right. if the woke crowd Catholic even, right? yeah. um, mm-hmm. would embrace her or mm-hmm. if, you know, mm-hmm. would they celebrate her <laughs> right? or would they like shun her because mm-hmm. she's got conservative values? Mm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Depends. Interesting. Depends interesting. on if they liked that person beforehand or not. Well, they, they, they did because remember, wasn't she like Woman of the Year like mm-hmm. two years ago oh, or right. something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right? So. Well, that would be I interesting mean, to see unfold. Then. So the woke crowd <laughs> fucking embraced her open arms, but yeah. did they know that? Right. Did, does that negate mm-hmm. if you're a trans, you know, tr- transitioning mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. and you were, let's say, a hardcore yeah. conservative? Mm hmm. And you, I don't know if she was hardcore. I don't know. Well, there's a few people like that, that are like, uh, they have the intersectional points. Uh Like there's a few trans conservative people Mm -hmm. online, even, you know, Jordan's talked to one or two of them. Yeah. Jordan Peterson. Um, but are they there's also like feminists that are like, maybe like they, they, they get called like radical. What is it? Uh, Uh, trans radical trans activist. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I honestly, it's I don't keep, keep up acronym. with all of those acronyms yeah. anymore. Um, <laughs> anyway, so it's interesting. Though they, it's when they have the points, but then there's like some other part of them that disagrees. That mm-hmm. you know, so the so half of what the of the package they like, but then if they're conservative, like you're saying, they wouldn't like that part, 
which causes like a malfunction. <laughs> is right. that, but is that enough? To, would one override the other? Like, is mm -hmm. if we're looking at there's definitely Caitlin, a hierarchy of it, right? Well, so trans is do pretty we know there, how too. conservative this person is? Like, how conservative she is? Because I don't know how conservative. Somewhat. But right now, if you, the conservative is the C word, right, to a mm -hmm. fucking progressive liberal, it is. So here's the deal. Like, this is what people don't understand. I was talking to somebody pretty close to me, right, recently who just got COVID, fucking, you know, all of this bullshit. Like, he was sick for a few days, but better in less than a week and getting out training and doing the things that he likes to do in less than a week. Okay. Um, but anyway, one of the things that he was saying is that it's the vaccine is only being strongly encouraged. This is the thing that's happening in Summit County, okay, allegedly, is that they're telling the restaurant workers and all the people that are trying to fucking live out there that they can't go to 100% until 75% of the people are vaccinated. So you're not forcing, but you're forcing. Now, this is fucking where we go back to the politics because my brother who is pretty reasonable takes stances like this as well, okay? Only because it's conservative against fucking progressive or, you know, mm. moderate, not even moderate, you can't say that, Democrats. I mean, Democrats aren't fucking moderate anymore you, you know and that's the thing just because the c word enters boom there's fucking a wall you know put up shut down and so when you've got something like this that there's like what uh i mean how small of a percentage of trans people but it's mm. such an important issue mm. right and it's held so high because it's one of those, I don't, I mean, I know it's a real issue for some people, but I've known a shitload of people and have never personally known a transgendered person, right? right. So I know that they exist. I know that they should be treated, you know, the same as everybody else. Like I wouldn't even have anything to say differently about that, but mm -hmm. it's such a small percentage, but it's such a huge issue. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, which one would outweigh the other? Mm -hmm. Would the conservative, because it's the fucking c word, and anything conservative is against the progressive liberal mm -hmm. fucking lame ass <laughs> mindset right now? I know? think personally that liberals or progressives, mm -hmm. etc. Well, I think well, there's a distinction between progressive. I, I know, but I'm just putting like mm -hmm. past the conservative, <laughs> mm -hmm. outside of the conservative realm. Conservatives here and anybody else is there. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just saying they might use that to say, well, if this conservative person was able to do this, this, and this, then so can all of you other conservatives. So they could use it to their advantage to just still get what they want that's why i'm asking what how conservative i don't is. know if it matters anymore that's that's what i'm saying that's the well then see, in that that's case, the sad part is that it doesn't matter because before you could say oh this is a moderate conservative 
I can fucking talk with them. This is a moderate, liberal, moderate Democrat, moderate, you know. I don't know if you could say moderate progressive. I don't think that those fit too well together. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what I'm saying? And you could be like, oh, yeah, we're, we're on the same page. And that's what a lot of people keep saying right now to this day. Well, most of us think the same and it's just the fringes. And it's like, no, this is proven <laughs> the fact that most of us don't think the same. Because most of us, there's a good portion of people that are very skeptical of this virus and being told to takes, you know, like a vaccine, right? Doesn't mean that you're wrong, bad or anything. But there's a big portion of the population that will comply with something like that. And when you start to look at those two mindsets, I don't know if we all want the same thing because people think that this is what I get from a lot of people who are just on the one side of that Democrat fence now mm-hmm. is that they would much rather have comfort and safety be the focus of their existence than struggle and challenge, right? And so when you've got that, when you've got that in front of you, the whole mindset is different. It's like somebody who comes in and is training. You get somebody who comes in and they're starting out, let's say they've been here for a little little bit of time. They're a good solid white belt, maybe six months under their belt. And they always want to roll with the upper white belts, the blue belts, right? Maybe even a purple belt. And then you got the other white belt who comes in, who's let's say big and pretty good, but only stays with white belts and only rolls with white belts because it's safe, it's comfortable. You know, if you're bigger, well, no one can fucking really put the pressure on you if they're in a relative skill level, right? They'd have to be a lot more skilled to really put the pressure, make you uncomfortable. And so I think when you have those two different mindsets, right, all those things that we have as a facade that we say, yeah, but we mostly agree, it's like, I don't know if we mostly agree because when you have that approach, it's it's very like compliant. <laughs> I mean, it mm. really is. Like I was talking to this girl, okay, that um, I met up snowboarding, and I've rode with her a couple times, and she's uh, kind of fucked up right now. Like she wrecked last week, fucked up her shoulder a little bit. Her knees jacked up, but her goal is to get 100 days, right, this season. And she's almost there. I think today's like day 99 for her. Hmm. But she was, when I was talking to her about that, she's like, oh, yeah, well, what the fuck are you going to do? Sit around? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like her approach was, and this is not a young chick. She's not like 25. You know, she's in her 40s. So it's, again, it's not like you could give these extenuating factors and say, well, yeah, but any young kid can fucking heal. You're, you know, the the mindset, it, it made me smile. It made me laugh when I heard that because it's like, man, that's the kind of person that I like. That's the person that I want to be around, the person that drives me. Because when you look at that, that's a way different approach than, well, if I get there, the circumstances have to be right. You know, I wrote on a couple days that were icy as fuck with her. And, you know, even though her goal is something that's more of a fun thing, 
Mm-hmm. You see, you, you suck it up. You deal with the hardships. <clears throat> you mm-hmm. you know, everything's not going to be like the perfect bluebird day or whatever you consider your perfect day. And I think those two mentalities, I've been thinking about this a lot, separate us for so many things. It's like people want free healthcare, right? And, and this is something that everybody says. Well, I think the majority of people want free healthcare. No, think about, think about that. Like you want to get paid well for what you do, right? Mm-hmm. You want to get paid well for what you do. Well, then why would we say healthcare practitioners don't get to get paid well for what they do? Because if it's free healthcare, well, they've got to be capped. There's not going to be, you know, like much that they can do about that. So that's a whole group of people that we're saying, you're held to this position only, and you should be proud to be serving others, you know? And that's what people say about like um, the Congress and the Senate, you know, all these fucking yahoos that are in there. Well, they should want to do this and they shouldn't have all these things. No, fucking pay them well. So, and hold them accountable for doing a good job, right? So, I don't want free healthcare. I don't want it to be like so expensive, but I don't want free guitar lessons. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if you're going to give me free guitar lessons mm. or I'm going to give you free jujitsu lessons, mm. well, how much fucking effort are you really going to put into it? The first that 10 might be mm-hmm. great. You might be like, mm-hmm. fuck yeah, first 10, this is awesome, he's jamming. But then you got something else come up and you're mm-hmm. like, I'm doing it for free. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's something about making something free that changes people's mindset towards yeah. the thing. It cheapens it, you know, mm-hmm. it it, mm-hmm. it makes it less valuable, it makes it less desirable. Um, but mm-hmm. what if I'm entitled to feel... <laughs> Um, healthy and alive, like to live yes. and feel healthy. I feel that's, I'm just saying like, you know, people mm-hmm. who would want it for free or say, well, you should be honored to serve the people. It's like, well, then that just means you deserve, you believe that you deserve to be alive right now. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, I mean, I would agree with that to the point that you deserve to have the chance, right? Yeah, but that's mm. different from yeah, not from getting not having <laughs> to do anything to keep that chance, right. right? Right, to getting free shit. I mean, but there's also reward systems, right? But we can't do this because then this becomes like, you know, again, you can always peel things apart and say, well, now this is unfair. But you could incentivize people that are healthy that don't ever go to the doctors mm. that don't ever mm. go. Right? Well, you'd have to define what being healthy is. Correct. In that case. Because then there's a counterpoint. Rush Limbaugh made this at one point, and I used to think he was such a dick, right? I, I haven't ever really listened to much of his stuff. I've probably Maybe heard a total hour of his. Mm-hmm. But I did uh, find a new like appreciation for him, and that is being able, the right to be the person that you want to be and mm-hmm. not fucking apologize for it, mm-hmm. you know? And he was really good at that. Um, but mm-hmm. he had said something, and this is a counterpoint, exactly to where we talk about, um, let's, I'm gonna use me as an example, right? So I'm always mountain biking and snowboarding and doing things that have a higher risk of injury 
oftentimes than somebody who's not mm. doing things like that. Jiu-jitsu, I mean, you know, there's, there's high risks for injury in those things because um, there's other factors that you don't necessarily always get to control. And so his point was, well, that is a pretty big drain on the healthcare system. So you got to be like, yeah, that's legit. I mean, people getting injured, essentially he's saying people getting injured oh, okay. because of their own, mm. you know, choices, choices that, that they're making. That puts a strain. So, sure. so if you work out, you have less of a need to go to the doctor. But if you work out you or like do things like that, you also have more of a chance to have to go to the doctor because you get injured. Yeah. So it's kind of like a... You know, yeah, I don't believe that equation. Works I, I don't. I don't know how much <laughs> I, I would, but yeah. what I'm saying is, those are things that we could have dialogue on. Though that's what that's what I'm saying. We got to look at things and say, okay, well, maybe that's a fair argument, and then we start to weigh it out and say, but here's why it's not, or here's why X, because insidious, you know, diseases are way worse than a broken arm, mm. right? Mm. I don't know, but we could certainly have mm. those. You know mm-hmm. that dialogue, and when he when he said that again, when I first heard, it, I'm like, that's fucking stupid. Whatever. And then I'm like, I've had a lot of injuries, you know. Okay. But I've also really understand um, how to heal myself. You know, I okay. I, I spent well, a lot so, of time. Okay, on, now I'm now I'm seeing the pattern that because like if you're always safe, it's so you're that's inside of that conversation. Like if you're always the the difference between safe. And what that does, how it makes you weak, right? And and then, but then you're protected. And the two mindsets that you're talking about, mm-hmm. yeah, that is interesting. How that would be in healthcare too, because if you take risks and you're unsafe, you do get stronger, but you also get injured, mm-hmm. and so need the doctor. Um, but you're unsafe. Whereas someone's safe, they build weaknesses, different kinds of weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Um, that then they need to go to the doctor as well. Right. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's it's interesting that you're putting, you're putting. I don't, I don't know. This, I was trying to like understand what you're thinking, like, but but by saying that one side about safety, because mm-hmm. you do have, if we want to dualize it, one side's like uh, really protective of everybody, like the left. That's like a main. Isn't that like a main one of the like main ingredients of being on the left is like. Wanting to help other care well, for I, that kind I of thing. I think right? that that's this is what I wanting think people about to be safe. And I think they it? want people to think that that's what they want. Um, but I think our but it's a motivation at least. But it's yeah. a, I think you know. I mean, we've talked a lot about yeah. this. Like it's like it's it's a virtue that becomes a sin or, what, or mm-hmm. however you want to phrase that. Because a mom that loves too much then like makes her child weak and shuts them sure. away in the basement and stuff. So, but I do think that's at least what they're incentivized by, don't you think? I mean, they say that. I, I, mean, I mean, but if I you're going to, yeah, I, I really they wish want, they want to make everybody safe. So it's, See, again, it's that mother. I don't think. I don't know so. if they actually do. Right. I'm not saying that they actually do, but that's the the. They want to make. What if? What if? Uh, it's just mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> they want to make themselves feel safe. Yes. But the mm-hmm. only way to justify it is by. Making everybody that's else exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what exactly what I think. Want, uh-huh. Exactly, and here's why: because with what you're saying versus what you were saying is because it's very self-serving when you look at why people are doing it. Because when we talk about again, like this, black people should have, you know, 
the same opportunities. Hmm. A lot of those people who are screaming that do not interact with black people, right? Yeah. It becomes a self-serving thing of I'm doing good. I'm doing what I right. perceive is right so that I can feel good about not really doing anything mm -hmm. to contribute, right? I, mean, I, that, I think that's a real mm -hmm. a real problem I, on that. And I mean, see, these things are so complex, you know, mm -hmm. there's so many things happening at once. I was just trying to get an idea like how you're dividing it that way. Well, okay, um, so, so then you go back to, I think it becomes perception, right? Mm -hmm. So perception, what is your perception on making things better? This is, mm -hmm. this is how I believe, and I used to not want to believe this, mm -hmm. but I think right now, anybody on the left side of the line is looking at that through control, right? Okay. So if they can control mm -hmm. an unpredictable, chaotic environment, mm -hmm. then that's going to provide them the safety or the whatever okay. it is yeah. that they seek. Right. I think when you step just on the so, other side of this line, mm. you recognize that it is a chaotic, uncontrollable environment. So I'm not going to try to control that environment. I'm going to control. I'm going to try to control myself so that I can manage myself the best I can within that environment. And but then what I got to do is I've got to hope that you're doing the same thing, because if you're doing the same thing and you're doing the same thing, then all of a sudden, collectively, we can start to influence more people to do the same thing, and you grow from the so, bottom up. So do you think, do you think people on, what about, the, like, do you think to be left or right, is that a thing about one's personality? Or is it an ideological, like, uh, program that, like, you got from your parents, or, like, from watching stuff? Okay. I would um, say. Well, that's that whole epigenetic, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, premise. Well, because I, when I was taking antidepressants or got to the point of doing that, I was, I lived in Seattle. Hmm. I had a way more liberal mm -hmm. view. Um, I don't really know. I, I didn't really categorize myself, but I was more on the left or whatever people want to say now anyway <laughs> but um you were pretty woke I, when you came all here. right apparently i was pretty woke all right that so that there. being said which i'm not gonna lie <laughs> i did have some um tendencies for sure uh but i also had this i i don't know like and i thought my person i had a different it's well, how about this? How about this? How many people? This is how I. This is how I went through it. Was I didn't know like what I was or whatever. I never thought about politics when I was young, right? Right. And so, in that environment, you kind of just think what everybody else around you is. You are. So you're like, right. oh, I'm on the left, mm -hmm. I guess. And right. I and I thought Bush was an idiot. For no reason. I never watched him say anything. Right. That's how it was for <laughs> you know? me, though. A lot of the uh, stuff, I didn't really have a reason for... So that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. so because it's unexamined, you don't even know. So then mm -hmm. you just assume you're what everybody else is. It's not necessarily, unless maybe you talked with your parents a lot. Like, my parents didn't talk to me about politics. Mm -hmm. Maybe, like, other people actually do get, like, the ideology put in their brain. Mm -hmm. I don't even think I got... I mean, I don't know if that's true, though. I do think just being in a city has a part of that... Uh, that seeps into you like mm -hmm. you're programmed to think certain things that are like 
somewhat aligned to one side, obviously mm -hmm. the left more, mm -hmm. right? Um, and 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 they, yeah, there, there are those subtle programs that are around, but then you grow up a little bit, and then you start Isn't to think. Isn't that interesting though? Well, That's then, a story with most people that hmm. they're like, oh yeah, when I was younger, I thought mm -hmm. like this more, now I'm more conservative. Well, because right? you don't know what you think. That's what I'm saying. Like, mm -hmm. you don't even know what you think. And I still, honestly, don't know what I think. And it, it, this is another thing I think that's going on is that like left and right has like sucked up all these like characteristics that mm -hmm. we like put somewhat maybe falsely into these sides. Like, yeah. cause there's obviously but also arbitrarily yeah, to some degree. Yeah. Cause there are, for instance, a lot of people on the left that are more about safety that are like adventure sports people. Sure. So, so all those, you know, it's hard to like make those like you know, to divide things and, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think it's super useful. Like, um, I'll try to relate this just for fun. I, I've got into, uh, this guy, it's spelled Godel, but I think it's spelled Girdle. And he has this like mathematical theorem that he proved that like the universe is like a paradox because any, anytime you try to like ref, it's self-referential so it tries to talk about anytime you have a system that tries to like look at itself mm -hmm. that then becomes impossible and it breaks down the system the basic idea is you can have no complete theory of the world except to be the world because theories are like reductions and like filters a simplicity we try to like make a map of the world rather than the world itself you ever heard the map is not the territory you heard that phrase? No, I haven't. So it's like, no map can be the territory completely, right? So to have like a complete map of the park, you would need every tree, every squirrel in every tree, every leaf, every blade of grass. Okay. Right? I'm following you. Right. Um, and it would even have to be in time. You'd have to be able to see the squirrels moving around, the trees blowing in the wind and stuff. Um, so the map is never the territory. It's always just like a reduction. Um, and the idea is like, um, so it's your map of the world. It's your theory about anything, you know. So if we make a theory about left and right, and we're like, oh, you know, there's this thing about safety, mm -hmm. and or you could say, I guess you were kind of going like uh, self responsibility versus mm -hmm. well, that well perception is. of it, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. I, I think with the right, the conservative viewpoint, this is at least how I believe it, um, and you know, again, I'm a reformed. Person, I yeah, that's I a, used to believe a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So you even went believe. through another process mm -hmm. where you did go through your thinking about what you believe about the world, yeah. and you came and to conclusions you. that put you on the left, even because yeah. you were like somewhat active, right? Yeah. I remember we were having, mm -hmm. you know, when we were doing those morning classes. And, oh uh, yeah, Julie yeah. and Teresa, we, uh -huh. we would and there was get a lot. into okay, fucking yeah, yeah. wars, mm -hmm. yeah, right. But yeah, so that's interesting that you went, and then you went again into like reforming. You had like a third. Uh, kind of rethinking of what well you know COVID you really kicked things into gear hmm. as well because whereas I was um so it's doing that to everybody though right like isn't it making everybody no. more extreme well I think it's don't making think them like, extreme uh -huh, but I don't think more, it's making everybody think more but, I, but it's putting people on sides I'm saying like it's putting people into sure. and that's what I mean like are, is it like our characteristics as people or are they ideologies like are they systems like I'm saying like it's like a, a map of the world. Is mm -hmm. conservatism a map? And is, is liberalism a map? Right and, now. You know what I'm saying? I, well, I think it is. I, yeah. mm. I, I do. I think it is. Because, again, going back to perception. So this is what I was going to say, and I maybe this will help answer that mm. question. So 
the liberal perception of safety, again, is trying to control the environment mm -hmm. that is chaotic, mm -hmm. that is unpredictable, that mm -hmm. is changing. And so that's right? the way it tries to bring order. That's the way it tries to it, bring it order. Tries to, and, and it's also like an overly reasonable thing. It's like, like communism is this thought out like reasoned mm -hmm. um, and oh, somewhat arrogant, you could say mm -hmm. even like prideful, like a, I can make the world into what I want it to Correct. look like. Kind but of it's thing. better. Uh -huh. And right. the thing is, mm -hmm. is you're like somebody just recently told me about the vaccine in some of these places. It's not being forced, but you're being strongly encouraged. Mm -hmm. And that line of strongly encouraged and forced becomes a very, 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 thin yeah that's line. an interesting uh, you know what i'm saying because well, culture can can brainwash people yeah so if like a steamrolling or a snowball culture like it's like mm -hmm. everybody's getting rolled up in it and that's yeah. what i'm also saying too like I, I feel like everybody's getting more political like they're more like getting sucked into something yeah, right is that 100 percent like, like, i'm of the belief right now that you can't be in the middle anymore i mm -hmm. i've wanted to be in the middle i've been the guy who's fighting for the middle but this is what i see is that again now we go back to the perception of safety for the person who's right of that line okay and hmm. their perception of safety is making themselves as formidable as possible for those situations that they envision themselves dealing with right they make themselves more self-reliant. They bring mm -hmm. it from themselves up. Mm -hmm. And the important thing about that is that you have the opportunity to do it. You might never rise to the occasion. And quite honestly, most people won't. Okay? Mm -hmm. well, but mm -hmm. having the opportunity to do it, what the left is doing is they're trying to take that opportunity because what they want to do is level the playing field. Mm -hmm. And when you level the playing field all of a sudden these opportunities disappear because you have to remove opportunities to level the playing field, right? So you've got to make it opportunities that everyone can have some level of success at, which is impossible. And that's why that mindset doesn't, or that mm -hmm. doesn't work. The mindset works, but the application has never worked, right? Mm -hmm. So that equality of outcome then, it's... Well, so not to like... Mm -hmm. argue this too much but could could we not like so rather i i have an aversion towards taking the sides mm -hmm. idea like i understand yeah. your point and i do think sometimes i'm a fence sitter in a negative way in my mm -hmm. life so i might even have that as a habit anyway yeah but um uh what i would like obviously the world isn't just what i would like but mm -hmm. i sometimes i think the better way to go about a way to go about things mm -hmm. would be rather than say I'm either on the left or the right, mm -hmm. and then I'm like, oh, self-responsibility is it. And I believe in that. Mm -hmm. I've, I've been thinking about that a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's all you can do. Like, you really mm -hmm. have no other option. There's, there's right. no other thing to do. Yeah. But um, can, can I just take that out of either of those? Yeah, I mean, do I well, have if I if I believe in self responsibility, does yeah. that mean I need to be on the right? But can I just be absolutely? You know but but like, see, this isn't this is what I'm saying. It's not that. I wanted to make a choice. It's the choice was made for me because it's like a receding tide. 
Okay, mm-hmm. the tide and the sand are together. Mm-hmm. Okay, and what the left is doing is they're going so far. <laughs> like, wow, I really resonate to with the, that. I feel like I I still believe the same thing, and then everybody the whole yeah, shit, and so everything and just changed. shifted, like, and you're left with everybody. I'm like, where is So <laughs> what are you? You're yeah, now. I, I right had side that experience. That I've had that experience. You um, know, and this yeah. is why I think it's like a choice because you have to decide. People have to decide, and right there. That's what we're talking about. Mm. You have to decide, but you have to decide if you want to have opportunities or not. And once you give away those opportunities, then you don't ever get that decision again. Then it's made for you. Then you don't get to decide because Mm. they're presented. And when we look at this whole vaccine thing, just as an example, right? One, the virus is such a low level virus compared to what it could have been. Okay, so I'm not saying it's not deadly for people. I'm not saying that it hasn't caused problems, but it's still a very high success rate of survival, even higher now that we understand the virus more. Okay, so this forced compliance, people again aren't realizing that, do you think that they're gonna give that back? Right. Do you think it's mm. like it was just for this one-time virus? Mm. Right. Yeah. They never give it back. They once never you give it back. Take your shoes off right. on the plane. Right. Once you pay four trillion in a what, whatever spending, right? Mm-hmm. It got raised at some point. It used to be two trillion, then it was three, yeah. and now it's or been consistently three, I think. So that's why mm. it's receding so fast because the powers to be, whatever those are, whoever those are, they understand that rational people will start to question that. Mm-hmm. But what do you do? You make people irrational. How do you make people irrational? You make them emotional. And and yeah, and, so and that's a fact. And that's what I've been thinking about too. Like, I mean, how much of it? How much of it's this as well? Like, it's just like we have these characteristics as human beings, and one of them is we. How do we like notice? Like, so that Bjorn Longberg guy mm-hmm. that was on Jordan Peterson's podcast, and he he tries to decide using economics what the most important problems humans have in the world. Um, and they're never what people are most upset of, or, you know, mm-hmm. the most interested in. Um, so a lot of the problems, you know, so, so then I, it made me think about George Floyd and, um, you know, when we see videos of things and you see, I guess coronavirus would be included in that too. When you see like a ticker of every, of all the dead people, um, so we're like tuned to like make those things matter to us because we're so used to like something happened to our friend. You know, if our friend if dies from skydiving, we're like never fucking going skydiving, even though only one in, you know, 20 million people. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so for yeah, you know, like uh, Coleman Hughes, he likes to use some, I'm going to butcher this, I'm sure. But he uses the thing like. If the, since there's 300 million people in America, something that has a one in a billion chance of happening happens every day, right? Since that, right? Something like that. Okay. okay. I think I might have got it close. I see <laughs> what you're saying, though. Uh, yeah. 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 I, mean, I, I hear I'm what you're trying to yeah, say. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm sure he's got the math right. But so that's interesting. So because I mean the police thing is the most salient right now. That um, just because there's videos, even though there's no more than that people are aware of and are really upset about. There's no more than 10 or 20. Because even if there were 100, that doesn't 
mean there's any pattern when there's been a hundred million police interactions. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that there's ten, you know, doesn't mean that there's like an overwhelming pattern. So, you know, and it does seem like you know I I, I get the you know saying that it's the left that is like um, doing these things, but sometimes. I wonder if it's just like being online and so not only that we have a video like a George Floyd or things like that, but also we have this like machine of like churning out narratives that draw our attention Mm -hmm. and those things that draw our attention tend to be negative, um, crisis things we're talking about, everything's a crisis. Um, so we we want and then because the system's attuned to like whatever we pay attention to makes money. So then everything just gets into like make everything look like a crisis. Mm-hmm. And then we like you're saying we can't make good decisions when things are emotional. We're not even looking at the biggest problems. You know, we're not even aware of those things like like Bjorn was saying that, you know, he of course he's like, you know, coronavirus is horrible, but it was like 150 million, 200 million or something so far somewhere and that happens every year by tuberculosis. Mm-hmm. But nobody gives a fuck about tuberculosis. I I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Really? I, I didn't know. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't know the <laughs> yeah, hundreds of million. Wow. Um, and there's so many things like that that we're not aware of. And then yeah, again, like you're saying because they're not glamorous, right? I mean, because right. it doesn't Right. And so you have this problem of if we want to make, I mean, that's that's so crazy, and it just like my mind just can't wrap myself my, around thinking about us as a whole, as like you know a country or mm-hmm. a, you know world population, and making any kind of good decisions. Well, see, but that is that <laughs> yeah. is right there. You're hitting the nail on the head because that is what somebody who's rationally thinking, who again, the line has been defined by moving away from any kind of center, right? So mm-hmm. I'm going to say right. But it, it's that you can't take all that in and make a rational decision. You can't right. make a good decision. Right. But you can about yourself. Mm-hmm. You can start mm-hmm. small. And if you can do that, mm-hmm. and this is what the left misses, if mm-hmm. you can do that with yourself, well, then maybe you can influence another person. Mm-hmm. And then you influence more people. And mm-hmm. if you can do that, you've proven then that you well, can govern mm-hmm. or you can create policies that actually work for large masses of people because you've actually performed it and made it work. But when you blanket it, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to work for you, right? That's what I'm saying. It's that lazy self-serving, you know, um, mm-hmm. position of, well, I'm for people's rights. And it's like, okay, well, what do you do for people's rights? Mm-hmm. What do you do? Do you contribute in any way, shape or form? Most of the people I know don't, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, so in that sense, okay. it's it, what it seems to me like is it's supplanting a religion, those kind of things, like because they're doing righteous action, they're helping the. That you is know, awesome. you know I mean? I'm glad I've, you said that. that well, is awesome. I definitely think it's that as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe on both ends, because I think maybe the conservative end is more just honest about their religious. Yeah, they have a religion, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, but that right. that's a really interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. that is a really interesting. I think thing. that covers a lot of what's mm-hmm. going on you know any any time you think this crazy thing's happening mm-hmm. it's like um because it, it gives them purpose mm-hmm. they they have no purpose we i mean i can say i'm i'm a you know just as much of a victim of the fucking current situation mm-hmm. mentally that seems like most people are here um but uh yeah so you, you can feel that you're doing good in the world uh it gives you great purpose because there's this again it's a crisis and then like we were talking like the the 
um, the like global warming thing is going to be next, right? And then that's the you know again, <laughs> it's just another thing for everybody to think that the world is ending. Do so. you remember when we were growing up? Mm. Um, they were talking about the ozone. Do you guys remember? Yeah, I mean, you were probably supposedly I there's still, still a hole. Yeah, <laughs> supposedly there's still a hole like over Australia. Or yeah, but remember it was like gonna fucking we were yeah, gonna be right. living in like a dome. Uh, right, and, and, they, and they got toast. rid of all the whatever aerosol with that chemical in it. Yeah, those CFCs or right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I remember reading back in the day they thought that all the trees were going to be gone because they were cutting them all down to make heat. But then, uh, like coal or electricity was invented, mm-hmm. so like, uh, there's this thing where I think it was he was on like a Sam Harris podcast, and his whole deal, like he wrote some book about how we're always almost killing ourselves mm-hmm. all the, the time, brink of catastrophe, right, all the time, and then like we come up with something, and then the well, that's when happens. they say the most, you know, like innovations mm-hmm. come out is out of necessity, right, right, you know, uh-huh. that's when I get most creative yeah. <laughs> when I have to, <laughs> when you yeah. have to, like, I'm gonna remember mm-hmm. that. Oh, you know, here, MacGyver things to, mm-hmm. it has to be out of necessity. Mm-hmm. How about this? Like, this kind of, like, ties into what you were saying. Like, that, um, so that whole thing about, like, you invent a technology or a thing that, to help this catastrophe that's about to happen, and, and then that keeps going on. Like, the, we, we have technologies, and they, the technology makes us stronger, right? Mm-hmm. But because we use the technology, then we become weaker, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. there's this, like, and then now we're, like, so dependent we can't make our own food. We can't. We're also the technology of a society, too. I don't know if that you could use that analogy. Yeah. Um, but there's something like that going on at the same time, too. Right? Well, I think that's a big part of it. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, again, in a lot of regards, progressives, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not saying that ideas aren't bad, that some ideas out there aren't bad. But we're not ready for them. You, you know, those might be... 30, 40 years down the road, you got to adapt, you got to adjust. They want to make overnight changes, right? And that's part of our problem. We want things now. If I'm on my computer and it takes a a little bit to load, remember back in the day when computers (laughs) first came out, you were like six, right? <laughs> and hey, you're I, sitting you, there waiting, and you're waiting, and you're waiting. I believe I had computers in my house up. with my dad around. <laughs> yeah. I remember. <laughs> but now, right? But isn't it like fuck? Come on, right? It's, it's only like two seconds. seconds. Say, Three seconds. Say, yeah, if yeah. you don't have photos or imagery on your websites that loads right away, people will not come and visit that page mm-hmm. again. Yeah, if it takes... And all it takes is just that little, one first time to deter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've heard that, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah we're... Which, I mean, it's kind of true. We get impatient, right? It's like, we expect it to be fast. I know I do. So yeah. that that's what I'm saying then with all this change. They want it to happen overnight. We have zero idea of mm-hmm. the ramifications that are going to mm-hmm. come from that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so... You look at everything that's going on right now, it's such rapid change. Well, what do people think when you start to push these police out, right? What do they think? That the criminals are going to be like, 
All right, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna mm. suppose like murders, change our ways. Murders are thirty percent up. I think <laughs> yeah. in like every state. Yeah, in and the big in, cities. In New York, in it's like three hundred percent. I think it's two hundred seventy-five percent. It's insanity, and yeah. they won't even address those things. Right? It's not even being, you know, considered. Well, the mm. fact that he asked the question is just so offensive already. Did, <laughs> did you did you hear about it, that um, Tyler Perry did that speech at the Oscars? And he was like, let's just not hate. He's like, I don't want to hate. He's like, black, white, LGBT, da, da, da. And he said cops. Uh-huh. And he said, let's not hate cops. And he got a bunch of heat for that. Yeah. <laughs> for saying we, we shouldn't hate cops. Yeah. Mm. Hey, man, police have, you know, police need it's to do a way better that. job. You, you know what well, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, right. I mean. You know, and they do a lot of things that are um, very questionable, but not with what's going on this doesn't you know it's not proportionate right and it's not going to fix the problem it's not going to fix the problem but again i'd much rather have paying health care and have police getting paid fucking extremely well so that Mm -hmm. we can Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so we can choose people that are of a higher quality higher character for that type of a job and you're not going to draw those types of people when you're scraping by and then you've got you know probably the most stressful job out there mm-hmm. yeah you know right. they need yeah, downtime yeah. i mean i don't know why this is such a fucking hard problem it's like mm-hmm. treat them like firemen mm-hmm. you know right pay them well yeah. so the, give yeah. them time off mm-hmm. make right. them have training days <laughs> you right. know? all those like, things yeah yeah, and instead it's just, again, like I'm saying before about it's just seen as this crazy crisis because of the the videos. We can all just watch this horrible thing happen that makes us feel horrible and yeah. want to do something about it. You know, <laughs> you know, we never talked about that whole George Floyd thing. What do you think about the verdict? <laughs> oh, my God. We did, didn't we? Didn't we do like a whole? The, no, like the not, most recent. Okay. Not did we not word. after? We didn't do it after? No. Okay. I think you're right. Yeah, go for it. Talk to me. Oh, <laughs> on the spot. Um, I think with my limited knowledge <laughs> that um, I don't necessarily agree with the outcome. Um, I think maybe there were some things he could have done differently throughout the whole scenario, but I also think that it wasn't entirely unreasonable based on who George Floyd was. So that's what I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I know I will probably die within the next month <laughs> for saying something. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, so my thing is like, I listen to some smart people talk about it, you know, so sometimes I have a hard time sparsing whether my ideas of what's happening is like really my own thoughts or not. Because mm-hmm. it's such a complex, everything about it was so complex. I had a hard time getting my head around it, you know. My general feeling was that the, uh, what's the uh, manslaughter one? Mm-hmm. If any of them made sense, if any of the charges that they had on them made sense, it was that one. With you know, and I and I tried to look it up with a friend one day. We talked about it maybe the day after, and uh, so I was like, "Well, he kind of you know." So I was kind of saying that he didn't seem like he that those other two made sense, right? Mm-hmm. And then you know, how much of this is even new to all of us? Like, how how much have I even paid attention to a trial? Mm-hmm. And like, what are they trying to do there? You know, you have to like 
they're charging of these things, and so you have to prove them of these things. And then what does reasonable doubt mean? You know, you know, we're all, I feel like that's another thing that's been happening is we're all just like learning all these things on the spot. Mm-hmm. And the fact that anybody has the confidence to talk all the shit that everybody's talking just blows my mind. Mm-hmm. But um, so my general thought was that that was the only one. And so we looked up murder, you know, the second degree and and it was hard to like, you know, if you look it up, you know, you hear someone talk about it, they they make it palatable and you're like, oh, that's what that means. But then you look it up and it's man, there's all these different ones. There's like 10 different, you know, second degree. It's like an intentional, non, you know, there's all I, mm-hmm. I forget what all the subdivisions were. And I was like, I don't know if either because we were disagreeing. He thought he deserved all the guilty charges. And maybe I could say this too, like my intuition was at the time that it happened. Like, so my girl watched every minute of the trial almost because mm-hmm. she's at work all day and doesn't have anything, you know, so she's like on the computer. She's like working on AutoCAD on her other screen or whatever. And so she was giving me all the details mm-hmm. from her view, which was cool because it was like unbiased, just like her take on mm-hmm. stuff. And so when it came back that they came back so fast, mm-hmm. um, I immediately thought maybe that's what happened. And then people were saying that too, that is because I'm all guilty of all three. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really unlikely. I was mm-hmm. starting to, cause I was seeing, you know, I was seeing the prosecution, I guess on the left, they weren't seeing like all the defense, all the things that they were saying mm-hmm. that made sense. Right. Um, and so I did feel like it was like mob influenced. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, and I'm, I don't understand it. So my opinion's not like, much to stand on but my intuition was that that got to them mm-hmm. that they and then there was one juror do you hear about that they're like a mm-hmm. like a they have like extra jurors just yeah, in case alternate alternate um and she came out saying that um what did she say that people she feared her afraid. life people and she afraid of the fucking and that the verdict was yeah that they would like people come after them mm-hmm. and even the judge said that they would keep their names private only for some period of time yeah and so all their names are going to be public well, and that's in their community people are going to know anyway how is that uh-huh. not concerning yeah. yeah and so i heard this interesting argument check this out this isn't one i haven't heard yet that like so if so the judge is like um uh we, we can't, you know, so they want to move the trial, which mm-hmm. makes sense, right? Because it's just like the craziest trial, you know, in 20 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, you have to put it in a different county of the of the state okay. or something like that. And, and the judge thought no matter where they put it, riots are going to happen. It's going to be insane. So mm-hmm. he was like, why move it? There's like nowhere mm-hmm. to go. And so I heard this guy analyze it, He's some kind of legal guy. And, and he was like, if you can't have... A free and fair trial mm-hmm. then you can't have a trial mm-hmm. you know so instead some people think this guy was saying mm-hmm. that you know he was kind of like sacrificed right yeah and, and I definitely I, see that view right I believe uh, that 100% and, right but uh-huh. can't there be an appeal like didn't they yeah. say there mm-hmm. was going I to be I think there's one? and they have a million really reasons I think they were trying to appeal yeah. it the whole time they're like Maxine Waters is coming out yeah all these people the president talking <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. fuck everybody so, jumped on remember when mm-hmm. Trump um he had said uh, something about that uh, uh, Chief Gallagher, the mm-hmm. Navy SEAL, mm-hmm. who had, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they, they were saying had killed that kid and mm-hmm. then had made a video about it or something. It, it was some crazy. I don't remember that. Yeah. yeah. Um, charges. But anyway, the president had come out, but the president had said that after it was found out that the prosecution was like... Um, they were sabotaging emails and 
doing mm. a bunch of underhanded stuff mm. so that they could get a conviction on this guy. Mm. Um, and so the president came out and said something in support of him. But that's way different than what Biden came out and said. Mm. You know, and yeah. Biden, he essentially said that we as a country are racist you, you know yeah the implications and, there they're like really yeah. they're really tactful about how they say shit whoever's writing that stuff yeah right but, <laughs> but they are saying you know that. that's what they're saying uh, and it's that's a yeah. big you know you're condemning yeah. and i and the, i heard the country i heard someone that, say that too that was it seemed pretty right on that he's been convicted in public opinion as a racist killer mm -hmm. even though no aspect of racism was ever brought up in the trial mm -hmm. um, even if it was there even if you know it's like it yeah. wasn't enough for them to think that they could do anything with it um, yet he is seen that way mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it is pretty it's, crazy it's horrible and then they, they gave the family money like before it was even over yeah like millions uh, yeah um, and they've made those people like martyrs and it's like mm -hmm. your martyr is George Floyd who yeah. this is fucking ludicrous too because he you know they say he was on three times the lethal dose mm. of fentanyl mm -hmm. and people say well he had a high tolerance to that <laughs> it's like mm. okay I get it mm -hmm. I get that you could say that but we're talking fentanyl and we're talking mm. three times and he had a 75% blockage right. in like a main artery or something. and mm -hmm. everything that he died of is conducive to the symptoms that would be if he died of an overdose. So it would be a very logical conclusion to say it's there is doubt, right? right. We do. And doubt yeah, this. and he didn't like intend it, mm -hmm. right? Um, yeah. So I, I mm -hmm. absolutely think he was sacrificed and I hope that justice prevails because if we allow that, then we man, then we're going down a hard road. And then again, it goes into that left side of, well, we're going to tell you what makes things safe. We're going to tell you what makes things right. Mm -hmm. It's a very like and I don't, I interesting don't, time. I because, don't quite understand why it's so like enticing to people. Yeah. You know, that, and, that's the and thing. Think too. about this though. From This is from a conspiracy mindset. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I just... They're you fine. know, have maybe, maybe. been reading things, and <laughs> there can be things. There can be things that are so coincidental that you're like, ah, oh, that's just a crazy coincidence. Right. But if you demonize police, and there is crime that starts to perpetuate, mm -hmm. you have to do something about it. Mm -hmm. You have to. What right. are you going to do? Um, get more cops. Or well, get maybe not cops. cops. The cops are gone. Uh -huh. What are you going to do? You're going to put in federal troops, maybe? Okay, right, I mean, right, right. you got to mm -hmm. do something. Mm -hmm. You can't just let that it spin happen. out of control. That could happen. And so yeah. if you're imposing these rules and laws, if you're able to tell people what businesses are essential and what aren't, if you're able to force people into vaccines, right, by, you know, strongly encouraging, air quotes, <laughs> right? I mean, and then all of a sudden you've got maybe federal type of troops that are policing cities. What did you just do? You just gave all the power to the government. And mm. that becomes a really dangerous thing that is coincidentally not like out of the fucking question, right? You could say, well, yeah, again, it's a coincidence that cops are, you know, going to be leaving in mass 
I mean, what can a cop do? Look at the cops, mm. like the two cops. Well, who wants to stay? Who wants to stay? Wants I heard it. Even when you do good, mm. even when you do exactly what the cops should do by shooting that girl with the knife that was about to plunge it into that mm. other girl, yeah. right? And, I, you know, when I first heard somebody say plunging it in, I was like, okay, I know, but you're exaggerating. No, she was back like this. Mm. You're going to fucking mm. thrust that into yeah. that chick. Mm. It's yeah. not going to be a little cut, <laughs> you know? Mm. Um, and that guy... She should have just shot the knife out of her hand. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Exactly. Jeez, precision. <laughs> <laughs> there was even somebody who said, you know, leave it to the cops to bring a gun to a knife fight. Mm. Like, so what? Should a cop pull out his knife and yeah. jump on her and stab her? <laughs> Would that have been right. like, okay, that's more fair. Yeah. But seriously, that cop did exactly the right thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. It sucks. It's horrible yeah. that it escalated to that problem. Right. But yeah. he did the right thing. But what about then that female cop then who mm. shot that kid, right? Mm. If you look at the That's video horrible. from her camera, yeah. her fucking training partner walked in front of her line of fire two or three times. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. It was so inept. Mm. Right? right? I've heard. And yeah. both of those are being considered the same thing. We don't even look at when somebody is doing what they should be doing versus somebody who is not. We don't even make that distinction. It's racist right off the bat. Yeah. It's police brutality right off the bat. Yeah. And it's like, we can't even then address mm-hmm. these problems. But yeah. so when you got caught, so this is going, then going back to my point, that these cops now, they don't have a choice because it's like, well, if we do the right thing, we're going to get crucified. And if we do the wrong thing, we're going to get crucified. There's even some states that like got rid of the qualified immunity. Yeah. Um, uh, we I heard... Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well. I heard... I um, so. Since so many cops are leaving, they're putting in like more like uh, rookies or more, mm-hmm. you know, like... Uh, so there's going to be like a lot more inexperienced cops. Well, and recruiting It's going to like make things worse though. It's going to be hard, yeah. Right. That then the, the policing will actually be worse because, yeah. But so then again, this mm-hmm. comes back to then what do you do? Yeah. You have to put in federal troops at some level. That's, again, you know, th- maybe this idea of having alternate types of you know, uh, units or experiences with police officers, you know, where you have some sort of social workers and counselors and things like that. Maybe that'll work. Mm -hmm. It's got to be integrated, though. You can't just send social workers to a domestic dispute. What happens if the fucking... Maybe like a cop and... Correct. Maybe they got to do those kinds of things Mm -hmm. until they can figure out how these things might play out. That's how I feel like any depressed person drug addict mentally ill person they could have a gun sure at any point they could they could actually yeah be really dangerous Mm -hmm. um and i think a lot of those calls are that you know it's just some crazy you know someone's on fucking meth right and they like just shot a hole in the ceiling (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) and they got to deal with that you never know so i don't know Mm -hmm. i think as a conspiracy you know, like that yeah, yeah, yeah. sure plays it's, out it's, really, uh, really at convenient, least, you know, and well. I, I have a hard time. It is interesting to try to see the branching possibilities of what mm-hmm. could happen over the next year, two, five, ten. Yeah. Um, the, so the it's good to learn how things. to think that way. I mean, look um, at lumber, just as a for instance. Okay. Lumber is three times what it was mm. in is the right? summertime, right? Okay. So what does that do? When you start to look at things like that, that puts a whole bunch of people out of work. 
that are independent. Mm. A lot of builders, a lot of fucking, you know, handymen that mm-hmm. do remodeling, a lot of fucking, um, right. you know, fence builders, all of that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? I'm not saying that that was planned. I'm just saying you start mm-hmm. to look at all of these There's a, effects a, a that, that happen, yeah. mm-hmm. and it, it makes for a ripe environment for way more control. And when we give the government the green light to start taking controls, mm-hmm. they start taking these controls and they start deciding what's best. Again, we were told what was important during the pandemic, but your business is essential to you. My business is essential to me. Yep. And even if you take checks, right, it still doesn't get you the momentum that you may have had. Mm-hmm. Maybe you got to go back four years and be like, oh man, I'm starting over from four years. These government checks only lasted me a couple months, right? So you think you're looking at the economic crash as well, or whatever's going to yeah, happen I'm looking in at, the future? I'm looking mm-hmm. at everything that it, I'm pretty worried about that. It's interesting how it all falls into a place, though, that the answer, the rescuer, is going to be government, mm. and then for people to, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. I, I had a friend who used to do this, and. Um, this is kind of interesting is that he would, uh, help people out. Right. But within helping people out, he always felt like he had a say in what they were doing. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving that a good or a bad, but I'm saying that's just kind of like a natural tendency that people would have. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Kind of is. And so if you give that to an entity on a grand scale, what do you think? That they're going to be not taking that? Of course they're going to take that. And what are they going to do? They're going to impose those things. They're going to have more and more influence on what say they have in what you do. Mm -hmm. And it just keeps escalating. Um, And again, that goes back to that whole place where that line has been drawn in my mm. opinion i don't think there's so I, I heard any um, fence riders anymore i heard someone talking about canada and mm-hmm. he was saying canada has already lost the the culture war he mm-hmm. said that's how he put it and i was like oh that's interesting like the reason they're not in conflict is because the left just owns it they just they they're the, the dominant force or whatever mm-hmm. and so there's no culture war there and i, I thought that was interesting you know mm-hmm. so I don't know. I'm just trying to think of what could happen. You know, obviously, like there's all the civil war ideas and what that would even actually look mm-hmm. like. I think we are economics. in a civil war. I don't yeah. think we're in a hot war. I do but think, I think we're. I think a culture war is yeah. a cold civil yeah. war. Or something so we're like going to become Canadians, is what you're saying. I'm we wondering, could. but I'm, we, that's almost like a positive yeah. look. I'm almost uh, to me. I'm almost like thinking about that as an optimistic. Yeah. You know, just because, uh, you know, I don't know how much conflict it's going to produce or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, does, but does, sometimes does culture conflict is does, good. Does I culture mean, ever just shift without, uh, you know what I mean? Like, but, but here's the problem yeah. with that. This is what mm-hmm. I think. This is my opinion. Fuck everybody else who gets pissed or anything like that. The United States is the glue that holds Canada to being able to be Canada and fucking Europe to being Europe and Australia to being Australia and Britain to being Britain because without us, it's fucking insanity that people would think that they wouldn't be Russian or Chinese. That's just the facts, right? As the, right, As the world influence power. They're not 
just going to set up their lines and be like, okay, this is as far as we're going to go when they've been pushing and encroaching. Mm-hmm. And so I have no idea what that means, you know, like, like what kind of influence America has on the world, if that's true what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and then what would be the actual difference? Like, what would that look like if China was like running shit? Yeah. Like if America wasn't America, it wouldn't, uh-huh. it wouldn't look like, it would look like what you see in China or Russia. There's not too many people that would willingly say, I want to go live in China. I'm not talking about the land and the cool things. I'm, I'm talking yeah. about under the political system over the United States. Mm-hmm. I mean, there might be crazy idealists that think that's a good idea until they go and do it. Look at Russia. Same thing. Why do so many of these people want to come to the United States? Because there's opportunities, right. right? And with that, you have an attitude. So people talk about, you know, this was an interesting thing. This is something I've been thinking about a lot. So I got two friends who are pretty generous, both for different reasons, okay? And so I had this conversation with somebody, not about these two guys, but about... Um, wealthy people and their donations and contributions. And I'll kind of get back to that. So if I forget, that's where I'm at if I (laughs) drift. But so one guy would always lend out money and help somebody out, right? But it was always to benefit him, always to benefit him, okay? Another guy does the same thing and it benefits him, but it's not like a direct benefit. You know, he genuinely does it to help out people, mm-hmm. okay? So, this is what I was thinking about this as I was talking to people about wealthy people and contributions, right? And so what they were saying is a lot of times they're only contributing money and you know giving to these foundations and giving to whatever because it makes them more money, right? It only benefits them. Mm. Okay, and I was thinking about that, right? And then so the question was, well, then what do the righteous people give? And it's like nothing quantifiable to what the wealthy people do. Maybe time, Mm. right? We know people who volunteer, but that's a small, small, small percentage. Mm. So then I was thinking about my two friends. Well, one, the guy who gives who helps people out because of um, he genuinely wants to help him out only got to that position because this guy helped him out, right? Mm-hmm. If this guy wouldn't have helped him out, he wouldn't be here, okay? And so just because this person helps people out for a self-serving reason, mm-hmm. it still helps people out, right. right? It still is doing that, which gives people opportunities. Sure, it fucking lines his pocket, it lines his interests, Mm -hmm. but it also gives people the opportunities to do these other things. And so this is where I was thinking, then it doesn't fucking matter what your intentions are. I mean, I'm not talking about extreme stuff. I'm not talking hurting people. I'm not, that's not what I'm talking about, like intentionally. Everyone's going to be hurt by by Mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is that if it pushes his interests, it doesn't have any more or less value than somebody who would mm-hmm. because they're virtuous, but they don't have any of the resources to give. 
Okay, yeah. so you got the great intention, but you got no action. This person's got all action. Maybe they don't have intention. Right. What, we, we talked about this, yeah. that uh, Ayn Rand has that idea. And, and so her philosophy is like called selfishness. Mm -hmm. But it's the idea that nobody is actually selfless. I guess that's one part of it is that's like people being fake. You know, that there is no actual like selflessness unless you're like Jesus or something. Right. <laughs> and that to be selfish in her view was like to do what's right for yourself is to do what's right for other people. Mm -hmm. Maybe you could put it like that. Yeah. Um, and I definitely think that's the case. Again, it's like naive to think that, you know, you're doing things for someone else anyway. Like you're you're even if you were volunteering, you're doing that to feel good. Right. That you were doing something. And so that is an act of selfish selflessness right right so everything is anytime you ever do you know right so and then the better you do for yourself the better everyone around you does right and so and then what else would you want from other people than the best things for them mm -hmm. right which is an else and then it's just you know it's a uh, it just again it's another thing that just can't be any other way mm -hmm. it's like in our biology to be incentivized by things for us, we are selfish, mm -hmm. and maybe you know humility and things like that can help. But um, uh, yeah, there's no other option. Right. It's similar to the self responsibility thing, right? And so it, it is. And again, that. there's mm -hmm. that water receding off that shoreline mm -hmm. faster and faster because if you take that, if you believe that, mm -hmm. then you've taken a side because you're taking yes, a side yeah. that is like, I just want the opportunity to do it, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Again, most people might not do it. But having and the I, opportunity is mm -hmm. way more important mm -hmm. than not. Than See, we need to, or I need to be much better about like how to steel man the other side of that argument. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not good at that one. Yeah. Like, it's hard for me to see the other side of, uh, like, so seeing that it's better, you know, because the, the, to help the less fortunate, you need to, like, redesign a system because you can see how like that's the tension, right? It's like uh, to say that someone in a really bad place needs to do things for themselves is just tough, right? You know, but, right? but you don't have to say that. And mm -hmm. so let's go back to these two people. Mm -hmm. Okay, this guy, we'll call him B. Uh -huh. A, okay, is the guy who first lent B money. B was in a really bad position. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't have been able to get out it by himself. Right. A lent him money. For A's best interest. Yep. It still helped B out. And what did B do? B's done that now to four or five other people. Mm -hmm. Okay. And mm -hmm. A's done that to multiple people. Mm -hmm. But you see what I'm saying? And so... So, so then what's, it, what's the opposite though? The opposite mm -hmm. of that is telling people what can be done. Mm -hmm. Right? Is telling B what happened to you is someone's fault not yours so so you're we're gonna this. take care of you but just a little bit there's just enough of a cap mm. that will take care of you and in your hard time that incentivizes you though right oh, i'm gonna be taken care of mm. so mm -hmm. well maybe the idea is like again to just try to get inside that is that uh if you had like you know some kids in some horrible situation you know and the schools are terrible then um, you know because i've even heard like a, a, a decent actual argument against mm -hmm. a meritocracy mm -hmm. which was something like there's no way i'm gonna get back to it but something like uh 
when people are just like a little bit better off, then those kids get a better education, then they're a little better off and their kids get a better education. And at some point, it just naturally happens. Like Jordan Peterson talks about this, about the uh, the, the effect. Mm-hmm. Some, some, you read it, one of his things where it's like, like in a forest, you know, there's mm-hmm. uh, um, there's only only like one percent of one percent of one percent of music is is the music people like, yep. and to them goes most of the money, right. and everybody else has none and of the, the money, yep. whatever that thing's called. Um, that that then happens like with you know these families in their schools uh, over time. Now their schools are so fucking badass sure. that uh, and and people describe that as an opportunity, I guess. So then the idea is, the, you know, that it's like this, this out of balance thing happens, right? So they're trying to right the balance. That's mm-hmm. the rate, you know, level, level the playing field, mm-hmm. that, that idea. And is that ever, you know, what, I mean, what do you think? Is, that, is there ever a time where that is like a good idea? I mean, obviously, you know, the fucking 60s and 50s, mm-hmm. you have like laws in the books that like... But see that, that's right. what I'm saying. Yeah. So, so, so that, that's the one that makes sense. You, it, but, is, mm. it is going that way. Mm. You, you see what I'm saying? And, the, and mm. this comes back to you can't do it for people. They have to do it for themselves. Right. But we change the laws. The laws have only gotten better. It's only been getting better and better. Mm-hmm. But you got to be able to adapt to that change. And so what did we do? Like intentionally or unintentionally with the um, black communities. Black communities, one of the big things that was a problem is that they had such a strong family structure. So there was a big shift where what's one of the biggest problems in inner cities? Lack of fathers. Lack of, lack of fathers. Right, and, and so, too. so you break up the family them. structure. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't matter how many opportunities you put out there; mm-hmm. you, it's not going to happen. You're going to get a small yeah. percentage so that are going to succeed. So you've got yeah. to you've got to educate, right? You've got to provide resources, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So, so but when you've got to teach so, people how to be so, successful, so check it out, though. So then, like, let's just say we're going to be honest about this mm-hmm. situ- that situation, right? Right. So maybe the left or whatever doesn't like to talk about the father thing mm-hmm. or the the high crime mm-hmm. and you know the criminality and stuff. Nobody right. wants to talk about that. So let's just be honest. We'll say, but those things are problems, they right? Are. Yeah. So lack of fathers problem. Uh, so many in prison is a problem, mm-hmm. um, and so. So then, and it is disproportionate or whatever, like highly so, mm-hmm. uh, especially with those examples for like a certain race, right? So, or a demographic, mm-hmm. right? So it, so it is unfair, but life's unfair. So I also think that, right? Mm-hmm. But is there ever a time where some of our attention does need to like write those problems as like a larger culture? Sure. Right? I mean, and then that would be more like like steel manning the left argument well right yeah but it's mm-hmm. like saying that there's climate change mm-hmm. okay great we could that's a fair argument but where is it changing how's it changing what's making it change right what what are the factors in there nobody so can answer those super things. complex and then, so mm-hmm. yeah we understand we recognize there's a problem right right but is it your problem to solve or is it their problem to solve mm-hmm. and if it's their problem to solve, then what we got to say is, hey, 
I understand you want to solve your own problems, right? Because you wouldn't want me to solve your problems, right? Right, yeah. So, mm -hmm. okay, but what if I had resources that you needed to solve your problems? Mm -hmm. And I could help you utilize those resources. Right. So those are things that we got to look at, but what we got to identify first are what are the real problems? Well, there's a fact that if you just give people money and free mm -hmm. shit, they're mm -hmm. not going to do any better. They're mm -hmm. just going to have money and free shit. And yeah. when that's gone, they're going to want more money and more free shit mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. you never taught them how to do anything. And yeah. that right there is such a racist fucking thing because what you're saying is those people are too incompetent mm -hmm. to ever do any better. So I have to take care of them. Right. I mean, that's the absurdity in this whole fucking... That's the, what do they call that? Just, the the low expectations, the soft bigotry of low expectations. <laughs> yeah, that fuck. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. insane. Yeah. So I've been watching a lot of things on the IDs, and you know, yeah. you know, and that that seems like a similar thing. It's 100%. like why why can't people have an ID or like right. why is that bad because to say that you, or at least at least talk yeah. about it or <laughs> you know. And yeah. if they can't get them, why isn't it an easy solution to say yeah we'll get you IDs here's how we right. do it. Yeah. That eight dollar charge, it's waived. Mm -hmm. Right. That's where we put money in. Mm -hmm. Now right. you get an idea. <laughs> yeah. You so, know. Yeah. You did the first step. Um, mm -hmm. And again, that makes it a religious thing, though, because then it's like again, like the white knight, the white guilt, the white. You know what I mean? Like that stuff comes in. You know. So have you heard that one? That so that's another like pretty good one. That um, there's original sin, you know, in Christianity, and that is like white guilt. Right. So just because I'm white and my ancestors did whatever they did, that I have this like sin inborn. Yeah. Right. So it's another like religious kind of like pattern that's like in the woke thing. You know. I'm liking that. Uh, right. That point. <laughs> yeah, you're like you're born. You're born into it. The woke. Um, I, I heard this one too recently. That's interesting. That so like cancel culture and that kind of stuff. They they like so you you can't apologize. So oh yeah, it was put like this. It was like. Like a good society has like a mechanism for um, what's it when you go into the Catholic Church into the confession. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you have confession and you also have like redemption or like forgiveness, right? And so when when you confess um, like that you did something wrong, um, you're uh, giving up your pride, mm -hmm. right? And then when you forgive somebody, you're giving up your resentment. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And so, but the problem with cancel culture is that there, there is no forgiveness, right? And so they expect the individual to be an individual utopia, right? I thought that was it's interesting. An individual, you're, right, right. Because they, they, they envision a culture that's yeah, a utopia. You're assimilated. Yeah, like how could you? Yeah, no one's racist. No one's a bad person. Right. No one wants to hurt anybody. I, I mean, think about <laughs> that. Then we all have to like oatmeal. You know, we all have to listen to right, right, right. fucking opera. Right. You, you okay. know, all right, we right. all have yeah. to like gray. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, yeah. because mm -hmm. that's. <laughs> or black. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. It, it's like you get assimilated, and yeah, it's. But that's the absurdity. Is there? In their mind, they're rebelling against an assimilation, right? Mm, a mm -hmm. system, right? To be individual, to create another fucking system, right? And, and it, again, but, that's but, the absurdity of it is that mm, it's ahead. it's being imposed. Mm. 
I could understand somebody mm. more on the right rebelling mm. because they want to be an individual. To me, that makes sense. It's like, oh, mm. I get it. You want to be an individual mm. or you want to be in a, in a small group and identify. Like, I think gangs are cool as fuck in that regard. I don't think criminal... Well, I'm not going to put a judgment on things because I think a lot of crime is based on fucked up laws. And I think that's what makes it crime. But I'm going to say people who intentionally hurt other people or their mm-hmm. property, mm-hmm. right? So that'll be kind of the, the clarifier mm-hmm. there. Besides that, though, I think gangs are cool as fuck, right? I mean, you get into fights. That's cool. You get challenges. Well, so that's what about, cool. What about this then? Like, wokeness is also a gang. It is a gang, but it's a pussy gang. <laughs> it's a, what it's about a weak, this? <laughs> because they, like, gang up on people yes. and they fucking beat it's up people. It's a weak-ass gang. And they, like, <laughs> and they, like they, get, they get camaraderie. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they're yes, in a group. I, I agree. Like, they're just trying to impose their gang on everybody. That's okay. the problem, right? <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. So... Where are we at on time? Uh, we should stop soon. It's about an hour and a half. Yeah. Anna, come on. What do you got for us? Anna's our closer from now on. We're, she's going to seal the deal. Jeez. Why? Um, well, I think it's just we're always looking for that balance, really. No matter what side you're on, you're always... It, it's easy to divide things into two because we're taking the extremes of both sides whenever we envision, like whenever we divide them. Mm -hmm. So anytime we're at any extreme, we just somehow need to get back to balance. And so you just have to travel kind of back and forth. I thought, I I wish we were like that. I don't think we are. I think that- No, I know, but I think we still- I like the sentiment though. But we still kind of all want that. I I don't think we do. I don't think we do because when you look at- deep down. But I think deep down that's what's- Well, I'd like to think that people want what's good. How they manifest it Mm -hmm. and how they implement it, that's a different story. Here's the problem is what is good? Because my mind struggle is good. In their mind, comfort is good. In my mind, comfort is something that I want to take in small doses. So so you it, still want it, but that's an example of the balance that I'm talking about. Well, but that doesn't balance. Here's the, I, I, here's I think, the way I, it doesn't. Okay, go ahead. And that is because this side, right, is saying, well, that's fine. You be comfortable. Be comfortable. Do your comfort thing. But this side is saying you have to be comfortable. And there is at least, right now, 50% of the country that's saying that. And that takes anything that's even remotely in balance way the fuck out of balance. Because once you say, but you have to be comfortable, like I want you to be comfortable, Mm -hmm. it's no longer that we want the same things. Because what I want is I want you to have a choice. That's way different than them saying them being right now man Mm. most democrats you've got a choice as long as it's the choice that i want you to have Mm. so i'm not saying i agree with what you're saying Mm -hmm. i think there's another like when i think i'm trying to make you as fucking fighting it now being like stepping out of your (laughs) pc box saying fuck you guys But here's what I think. When I'm talking about that balance, I'm not only thinking of, 
I'm not saying they are trying mm-hmm. to balance it, balance it out. I'm also saying that, you know, when we take to extremes, another extreme that they might fall under is being short-sighted. You know, we might, I said we, we might be able to see that, okay, yeah, they can be comfortable if I they see, want to I hear to a lot a of we's and they's, but <laughs> <laughs> that makes me feel good. And um, they might not see that just yet. And another interesting thing is when I, during my woke days, mm-hmm. <laughs> I um, would, I, I saw a couple of therapists. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is um, they do say it has to come from you. You mm-hmm. have to be the one doing this. And I'm saying they because I was in that environment and I would say my ther- the therapists that I did see mm-hmm. were leaning towards that <laughs> that side but but they still said self-responsibility but they still said self-responsibility so that's why i'm saying i think not everybody I, i'm talking about like it's extremes there's people on mm-hmm. the other side that do probably have the good intention they just don't realize that what they're how they're doing it yet <laughs> have you heard the buffalo like, story yeah and, <laughs> and, so, and that's what it looks but like. then is that good intention so i gotta question that and this is the thing, because I wanted to be that guy. I wanted to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, you guys believe this and that's cool. And you guys can believe this and we'll believe this and I'll believe this and whatever. But I don't think so anymore. It's like, no, I don't think if your intention is to steamroll behind the fucking leader, fuck you. You don't have any intention that is good intentions in my book. It's fucked up intentions in my book. I don't want to pick a side. I don't want to be on that. But this is what I've found. I'm on... And as lame as patriotic as this sounds, you know, because I've never wanted to be this guy, I'm just on the Constitution side. The Constitution side says I get a choice. I get to make my choice. There are some guidelines that I got to follow. But within that, that's my choice. I mean, Joe fucking Biden just said that the Constitution is a malleable document. Mm. It's like, no, it shouldn't be. It's good enough. We don't need to make it better because it's good enough. And as we make it better, it gets worse. Because that's just like a base and then you have all the other. Right. So but so, so I was taking what you said as something different. Yeah. No, <laughs> I was too. I was just saying what I'm trying to get. Right. Right. Well, that's, I was to okay. say right. I staked my fucking sword right. on this side of the line. Because I was just digging <laughs> the idea because I think that like there are you know these political things are realities yeah and you may be right about meaning to take sides so this also applies at that level but there's like higher levels of things yes and these the there is this tendency over life to swing in extremes sure and i do think that what's going on nowadays is a gravity to go to extremes yeah for whatever reason, I don't really understand why that is. Well, one but, extreme. It's mm. it's not a pendulum that's doing this. It's mm. a pendulum that's I don't know. Fucking I don't know if it is. I guess. Down. I guess. I don't know if people on the right are getting more on the right as the same I way that people on the been, left are getting more. You no, know, I don't think they are. I think uh, I don't know people if on the right were getting uh, more to the left. Mm-hmm. But now that goalpost has been moved mm-hmm. so far. So, mm-hmm. but so I was just interpreting it as like because because again. I, I also agree with the idea that like self-responsibility is something outside of either left or right. Mm-hmm. It may align with things and sometimes 
be taken in, you know, one more than the other. So when you say things like moving to extremes and having to like readjust, um, I mean, I dig the idea that the human being is like a, a uniter of opposites. Mm-hmm. That that somehow that's like an old alchemical thing. That's like a Jesus thing mm-hmm. <laughs> on the cross. You know, it's the the two lines intersecting mm-hmm. in the center. Um, and so I, I I just like that as a as a even you know the pendulum idea, mm-hmm. right? Um, as an overall life thing. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. So, I was taking it that way. It's like a very extra mm-hmm. slow swing right now. It's and just, they're trying to like yeah, push like, it mm-hmm. just a little more, it just pushing keeps, it just mm-hmm. a little. <laughs> I think the problem is it's a fast swing. I don't think it's a slow one. I think it's just torpedoing because I think we could adjust if it was a slow swing. We could say, okay, we got time to figure this out. And maybe it's been a slow swing but it, up to force. now. And now it's fucking, you know, picking yeah. up some speed. But it, it it's is. it's going to take us in a direction that yeah. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're just, All right. We good? Are yeah. we good? Yeah, we're good. <laughs> All right. Later.